Hey everyone, welcome back to Marketing Optimized. I cannot believe that this is episode four of the podcast. Time is just flying by for me, and I'm having so much fun developing this content for you guys. I hope you're finding it helpful, and thanks again for spending 10 minutes of your day each week learning something new about marketing. Today, we're continuing the conversation about copywriting. This is the second part of a two-part series about the topic, so if you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode, I encourage you to do that before you dive in. So we covered you know, some copywriting prep last week. What kind of language resonates with your audience? What channels will you be writing for? And how do you want your audience to feel after they read your copy? This week, it's all about exercise, putting things in action. And at the end of this episode, you'll have some tools and tips that will help you write high converting copy in your next campaign. So let's go ahead and dig in. The first exercise in writing really highly converting copy is just gathering the details. You should have an intimate understanding of the product or service that you're writing about. And when I say intimate understanding, I mean, you're like a product expert at this point. You should have already talked to customers. You should have talked to people on your team. You know how this product or service came to be, all of the bumps along the road, and how you got to this point of launch. So here are a few details that I like to catalog as a reference sheet when I'm writing copy. First up is keywords. And I like to break this into two different parts. First is the include keyword column. And that's where I include keywords that I want to try to work into my campaign materials. These could be SEO related if I'm writing for web, or they might just be keywords that I've used in the past that have really worked with my audience. On the flip side, there's the exclude keywords column. You might put things that your competitors use in their marketing materials. You might include words that, for whatever reason, have a negative connotation within your industry or among your audience. Next, I like to include a quick look at the pain points that my product or service is addressing. And then on the flip side, value proposition statements. So how does this product or service really solve the need in the industry? I also like to include notes on how my competitors are positioning themselves with a similar product. So it could be, again, specific words, phrases, angles, pain points that they're looking at. And then I try to list out some unique selling propositions for my specific company, product, or service. Okay, now it's time for the fun part, actually writing the copy. So as I mentioned earlier, I like to start with headlines first, and here's why. When I start with headlines first, not only does it make me get really specific really quickly, especially for those print ads, but it also helps me develop a lot of complementary angles for the specific campaign. So here is my method for developing some headlines. And I wanna note right off the bat, this is not a one and done method. This is more of a massage and refine method. So the first thing I do is I just start writing and I write in layman's terms. So this is stuff that might have industry jargon in it. It might be way too long. It may not be sexy. That's fine. But what I'm trying to accomplish is be really clear 
on what I'm trying to push, what timeline, what do I need people to know in this headline? Then I'll adjust it for my brand, for the tone that I'm looking for. Remove the jargon that is not going to resonate with your audience. Add some actionable words that will help with conversion. Those are the things that you would do for your second pass. So I'm going to put this into a real life example. As you guys may know, I have background in marketing for luxury restaurants. And often the struggle was marketing our products, which high-end steaks and seafood. How do you market them continuously over the course of 12 months in a number of ways, right? How many ways can you describe seafood? Not many. It gets really, really difficult. So in this first process, I might just start writing this fall, join us for our new fresh seafood platter. Now that headline is not going to convert many people and that's fine. Again, the goal here is to be very clear with myself on what I'm trying to promote when and what I want people to do. Next, this is where I'm looking to insert some of my brand personality to adjust the tone and really to highlight the unique selling point that I have for this product. Now in this example, I could talk about how succulent the fish is. Yep, we've done that. Uh, But instead, I'm going to go back to those details that we gathered, the ones that made us a product expert. Now, in this example, perhaps there's a seasoning that's on this fish that's from Morocco. And instead of focusing on the specific fish over and over and over, I'm going to highlight that. That's going to be my unique selling point. So I'll weave that into my headline, and it goes from being, join us this fall for a fresh seafood platter, to enjoy the taste of Morocco this season. And then we can get really specific in the subhead or the accompanying copy or the imagery that will show a fresh seafood dish. And you've piqued the interest of your audience. And now they have to know, what does a Moroccan seasoning even taste like? Once you have your first headline written, keep massaging it. Look at different words to use. Go back to those details and see if there's something else you can pull out. From this, you'll develop 5, 10, 15 headlines for a campaign, some of which are really, really complementary to one another and can be used within the same campaign, and some that you can save in your back pocket for the next time you're doing a similar push. A few things to note about headlines. One really big one is that readers are skimming, and you only have a couple words to pique their interest. So really use this to your your benefit. Have some really beautiful imagery to accompany in these print ads or the display ads. And just really think about the context of what image you're pairing with the copy that you're writing. After you've written a couple headlines, take a moment to really evaluate them. Are they concise? Are they clever yet clear? Have a couple team members take a look at them, get some honest feedback, And then make some adjustments at this point if you need to. You should have some complementary headlines that you can use across different channels, say for paid social ads, display ads, for website headers. And if you don't have them at this point, you should really work on massaging this headline out because you don't want to use the same headline over and over. A few ways you can do that is just by thinking about the audience and the different channels. So for instance, you would message to someone differently in a display ad on a website versus in a print ad in a magazine. The person who's seeing this display ad could be at a stoplight browsing the web quickly in their car. 
while someone who is seeing your print ad in a magazine is at the doctor's office, casually flipping through the pages. So just consider that and see if there's a different angle you can take for these different audiences. So after my team and I have agreed on the headlines that we want to use in this campaign, that's where I start working on all the subsequent pieces of copy we'll need. Again, I like to work in the shortest copy first and then work my way down to the longest copy. So that can look like this. You'll start with the headline, then you might move into subheadlines, then intro copy, body copy for a website, for instance, and then maybe a blog post or a white paper. That's what works for me. And I'll tell you right now that I like to write a couple different versions for each one. And the reason I do it is because I don't want to have to go back to the drawing board if I need a shorter piece of copy for an email campaign, or I need a little bit more copy for a website. I have a couple different versions that I can piece together to mix and match or Frankenstein, as some of us like to say, when it comes to plugging in copy in a specific area. By utilizing this process of starting with your headlines first and working your way down to that more long form copy, you will help keep the integrity of your campaign message throughout all of the deliverables you create. So it really helps build that omni-channel presence for your marketing campaign. All right. So if you've gotten to this point and you're kind of like, but wait, um, where are those highly converting copy tips? Yeah, I got you. They're right here. So I wanted to save the best for last and give you guys a rundown of just a couple ways that you can optimize your copy for conversions. And a conversion can be signing up for an email list. It could be making a purchase. It could be making a reservation. Whatever that is for your company, really, it's just eliciting an action from your consumer. So here we go. First up, be clear. I said this before, but I'm going to really harp on this. Be extremely clear and tell your audience exactly what your product is or what it does. And bonus points if you can be really specific. So in the case that you have a product or service that can save someone money, tell them how much money they can save. Let them know in a percentage off or a dollar amount. Really let them feel what that money could look like in their bank account again. And on that same vein, make it all about your audience. Use words like you or whatever specific language around your audience. If it's for marketers, for instance, if you're marketing to marketers, use that language. Digital marketers, copywriters, whatever it might be. Let them know that they belong here, that this product, service, brand is for them. It was designed with them in mind. And then also focus on what your product, service, or brand solves for them. So address those pain points. If you are a lawn mowing company, people don't like having long grass. It's less labor for them, right? If you come and mow their grass for them. Really address those pain points up front and make it all about them. Next is creating urgency. And we know this as marketers. We do this all the time. This is a no-brainer. But really, it's taking it a step farther, creating urgency around an offer that they would feel negative about rejecting. And I'm not saying that you need to guilt them into anything, but really make your offer or your value proposition so compelling that they really have to think about saying no. I know a lot of consumers are just programmed at this point to have banner blindness. And if you're trying to sell me something, I'm putting my walls up. Make whatever it is that you're trying to give them just so good 
that they have to really think about, am I going to regret if I say no to this? Should I just try it? Yeah, that's the action we want. And then call to action. Be brief, but be strong. A very, very simple thing, instead of saying try it now, it's saying start your free trial. It's free. You can do it right now. There's urgency there. Those little tweaks into the language can make a huge difference. And I want to call out one specific example of this because I thought this was really interesting. So there is a fine line between best practices and brand integrity. I've seen a really successful upscale company use a call to action on their website, acquire, instead of the words like buy, shop, or purchase. Now, as a marketer, one in digital marketing, one who has worked in upscale brands before, this really was jarring for me. And I couldn't help but wonder how many conversions they've lost due to that language. Now, that word acquire is very much in brand with what they put out for their specific company. But it doesn't speak to the point of trying to make a purchase quickly. And if there's a barrier, even for half a second on wait, what does acquire really mean? Does that mean I can shop or what does that mean to me? You can see dollars just flying out the window. So I just, I warn you on making sure you keep your brand integrity, but also really think about your audience and the easiest, most frictionless way to get them to purchase or convert in whichever manner that might be for you. And with that... We are wrapped up on the two-part copywriting series. I hope you guys found this really helpful. Last week, we covered all of the things that you need to do before you start copywriting. And today, we got really tactical and granular on exactly what do you do to start copywriting. What are those things that you need to include to convert someone? If you found this helpful, please write me a review, share this with a friend, subscribe, You can also drop me a line on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. I'd love to chat with you. And if you have a topic suggestion, please let me know. I would love to cover the things that would be most helpful to help you get the most out of your workday. Okay, until next time.